from the tourism kiosk in the world-renowned city of Belshina, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. They have football, apparently. That's nice. Isn't it good? Yeah. It's better than what you can get elsewhere. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that says there's power in a union. On this week's show, we talk about which billionaire owners are paying their staff and which aren't, discuss the newly formed Canadian Soccer Players Union, get the latest wins and losses from the BPL, find out who's in your TFC quarantine house, and more. Now to this week's panel. VP in charge of technology, welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Oh yeah, that's me. I, uh, yep, got all this sorted out, no problem, no problem at all. Yep. I'm good. Uh, VP in charge of entertainment and general merriment. It's Mark Hinckley. It's because I brought the booze that one time. It was really good booze. Fair. Boo. <laughs> uh, our new VP of travel and flags. Say hello to Tony Walsh. That's kind of boring. The other guy's got cool stuff. You like travel and flags. Yeah, but I don't want to do it for a living. You don't want to travel for a living? You turn it into a chore. Then I then I start hating it. I love flags. Why do you have to make flags my job? (laughs) I'm I'm vexed. Appreciate that one. Totally Uh, appreciate that one. That was good. Uh, As for me, I am VP in charge of standing on chairs and holding signs. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now this week's show. a couple things CanCon related to discuss, but we're really only, uh, not really, we're only going to get to the CanPL this week. So first up, uh, the new league is trying to get into its second year and it started off well, you know, with the new Outletti team and lots of excitement, balanced league, balanced schedule, new playoff format, all that stuff. And then of course, you know, the world turned upside down and everything was canceled. Um, and as the last month or so has gone on, uh, various leagues and companies are making decisions about how to play their employees and the CanPL is no different. Apparently they released a statement on Monday, uh, about wage deferrals for the players, um, 25%, not all of their wages, uh, and wage decreases for, uh, coaches and other league staff. And, you know, you don't know if the league applied for the federal wage subsidy or even eligible for that sort of thing. They're probably not. Um, or whether the various owners should be perhaps doing more for their for their players and their staff. Uh, the main issue with all of this isn't so much the fact that they're losing for some of them, which is, you know, quite minimal wages. Because uh, what what's the sort of the salary cap, I think, that's been landed on out there is... 750 to 800,000, you know, you divide that amongst your players and such, and that's not a lot of money for 22 players. Um, But the main issue is that the players found out about this when the public did. The league did not 
get in touch with the players first. Well, that was nice of them. And say, uh-huh. this is what's going on. No, they found out via social media. And that, my friends, is not a good look. Yeah. That's, that's disappointing. It really is. And really, you'd hope really they'd is. get together and say, okay, well, we need to be cutting this amount of money somehow What's the best way to do it? I don't know if there would be you know, maybe some of the more highly paid players that would volunteer for things so that the lower paid people aren't hurt as much. But, you know, let's give them a chance to have that discussion, to be involved in that decision. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I think there's a degree of empathy that the players could have had if they had a, a better say in it it's like look like you know here's yeah, the math not even what... necessarily say how about like, just a freaking heads up yeah, Sorry, go yeah. Ahead. but yeah. but even still like you you want you want to have you want to have the players as a part of the as a part of the league in the like in the whole like we're all in this together kind of rah rah equity-esque bullshit but and then you do that well that's that's not a good that's not a good look for your employees no. to do that. Yeah, that's a that's a PR own goal really because I mean I think I'd say a great majority of the players probably would be able to accept the re, with a good dose of realism what the situation for the CPL is. Yes. Um, but that's just a boneheaded move, like because then you you know obviously the public is more inclined to feel with the players and they are owners which is rightfully so but um i mean there was always going to be a problem with the league with this narrative because automatically i think you know we've seen this across other leagues where players have been furloughed and the staff have been furloughed on all these kind of things um so i guess maybe the automatic thing for people maybe who haven't paid attention to the financial you know real realities of the cpl would be inclined to say well you know how you're you shouldn't be cutting anyone's pay you're a rich sports league but i mean when the reality is the cpl really has to work much like any industry in canada now and survival really is their probably only goal you know you've already seen i know it's a silly comparison but a a much well more funded sport pro sports league uh in the states the xfl go belly up really quickly I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I know that was a, a much – it's apples to oranges because CPL's um, established, but they didn't have the financial bagging. So CPL has to be just trying to be like any industry in this country right now. But to go yeah, and do but, something stupid like this is just – Also, know. the XFL has financial backing. It's just the, the guy with the money doesn't want to lose any of it. So. Well, yeah, yeah. But but, but 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 I mean you know there's a probably a pretty fine line between what the CPL can withstand. Like I don't know, like worst case scenario, say 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 they there is no 2020 season. Does that put an end to this league as it stands right now, or can they withstand that? I don't know. Who knows? It's hard to say. But I would I would hope that it's a little more resilient than that. I mean. Not to say that, you know, any sports team slash league slash franchise is is uh, uh, entitled to the their their owners, you know, 
pocket, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not, I would, I would be genuinely curious as to how much money it was spent to get the team off the ground year one and year two. I would assume that a lot of those things have kind of already been like those expenses have already been covered. Laid right? out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like for if, if, if the CPL was, was launching this year, uh, that would be, that would be really, really tough. And I would almost understand. Uh, but like, you've got your contracts already signed. You've got your players signed. You know exactly what your expenses are. And we're talking about guys who are billionaires, possibly laying out upwards to a million dollars. And not to say that, you know, it's a drop in the bucket, but billionaires don't be, don't remain billionaires because they spend their money at the same time too. Like these, this is a pretty low, low risk. And I think too, just, just in the sense of goodwill, like, I would be shocked that if, say, everything's given the all clear, that the stadiums—I don't want to say full, because some of them are would be impossibly likely to be full—but I would like to think there would be at the very least a bump at the gate, because like I just want to get the fuck out of the house and I want to go to a game. Now, obviously, I'm 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 the wrong person to to pitch that to because I'm already season to- season ticket holder. Of course, I'm already raring to go. But if you were a casual person who uh, a casual supporter who went to a game or two last year or, or, or found it late or whatever the excuse, you'd probably be like, holy shit, there's a game this weekend. Well, I haven't been out of the house in months. Let's let's go do this. And I think I think the better you position yourself in as like ready to go, the, the quicker yeah, you're going to be able to do, turn do that the, over into, from goodwill do, to cash. The other option would be, you know, a bunch of the season ticket holders or people who would generally be going and thinking, eh, I'm not sure I want to be out in a big crowd at this point. Yeah. I'll just watch on TV. This is- well, you could go to York 9 then. Hey. <laughs> Safety. Everyone gets their own stand. Oh, it's, um, dude, they've been social distancing before it was a thing. Before <laughs> it was cool. Their curve is so flat. There's um, a reason their subway station is Pioneer Village. <laughs> <laughs> you have died of dysentery. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, it's, and it's not even, and, and the, whether or not they should be paying full wages, although I still would like to think that there's a way around that. Um, but understanding that, you know, this is the, you know, it's still a brand new league and Lord knows what the expenditures are. And I am assuming they're expecting to operate at a loss the first few years, because I think in this sort of thing, you almost have to, but again, it's just that absolute, um, you know, breakdown in communication to not tell the players first. Yeah, yeah that's that just stupid. Is the, that is the, that is almost worse than cutting their wage or deferring their wage. It's, and it's a kind of a surprise too. I mean, the league hasn't really made any like glaring errors like that. They've been pretty good. Like, you know, for a startup league, they haven't made any real boneheaded PR moves and that's a, just a dumb one and so easily avoidable. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's incredible. Could have given everybody a forty five minute head start. Like Yeah. <laughs> it really wasn't gonna be just, that just hard. Just a day. Like yeah. guys, you know, they, everyone's they, got they... Zoom these days. Just make a fucking team call. Be done in five minutes. Most yeah. just each team has to tell its players. That's it. It's very easy. Yeah. Like that's that's all there is to it. Yeah. yeah. Um it was yeah, crazily uh Really, it would really, be. I mean, really you poorly done. Pro- you probably wouldn't. We would wouldn't hear too many individual, as we'll talk about in a bit with the 
the uh, players organizing. But so you you wouldn't hear this either way, even if they didn't. But it'd be interesting to see how some of the players feel about balancing their wage for this year in regards to keep helping the league survive considering how many players it's kind of their only chance to play at this level professionally like i, I wonder i wonder how mercenary they get like is it like yeah. just this is my paycheck and this is what i get no matter what or is it like i should maybe take a little hit to keep this league going because this is my best chance at a career uh, it'd be very interesting i guess it depends on the player and the level they're at it does. yeah but it's possible because when you know Belarus aside, is football around the world really going to be, is there going to be as many opportunities to go to some Finnish third division team or what have you? Yeah. CPL folds. Uh, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of smaller teams that might have taken a chance at a random Canadian that don't exist anymore. Well, there so, may be a lot less leagues, period. A lot yeah. of leagues are having trouble you know, financially yeah. surviving. Yes. Yeah. So then that leads to today's big news, um, which is uh, the union. Uh, Long-rumored Canadian Players Union is now official. Uh, it's something that we've talked about, the, the rumored formation or the, you know, that this was in the works uh, before, you know, for the last several months. And this has been going on basically since the end of the first season. Um, the players, uh, a group of players have been working to put this together and um you know we're at, at, at least we at the vocal minority podcast we're 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 fans of unions um unions are not bad things so um the uh the whole you know business why aren't we allowed to unionize then Shh, the opinions are listening Kristen. good good point tony <laughs> let's uh, yeah once I get your dues, then you will get the benefits. So, um, but you're you're the one we're using and unionizing against. Yeah, using scab labor, tyrannical carrot thrower. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing that's going into CBA. <laughs> yes, <laughs> number of carrots per week that can be thrown. Okay, we can negotiate a number of carrots. <laughs> Workplace injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. someone form a health and safety committee then. I've never been Not without a union. <laughs> yeah, and um, what about all the damaged equipment from all the beta carotene it's been exposed to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beta Mike stands good for you. if they had feelings, you'd be in trouble. I want hummus and dental. <laughs> yes. No okay, yeah, dental I'm into these hummus days. And dental. Are you crazy? Come on. Be reasonable. Um so you know, this is uh, ultimately, this is a very good thing and uh, a necessary thing, especially on the heels of, of Monday's announcement from the league. Um, and sort of what I've been given to understand is that the, the, they didn't intend to sort of unveil the union so quickly. Uh, I think this sort of forced their hand a little bit and they're like, OK, wait a second. You just cut everybody's wages 25 percent and told nobody ahead of time. Mm. We need to have a little chat. Um, then I'll play him. Yeah, exactly. Pizza needs break. Um, but the we don't have a ton of details yet because they're again this just happened today. They just went online and have started talking. Um, what has been an interesting exercise online uh, has been the 
you know, on one side you have fans um, who are very supportive of, of the players. And, and let's just make this clear. This union is not just for KMPL players. Um, it is right now because they are the only Canadian players in a professional league here in Canada. But it is also for, um, you know, future development uh, of, a, of a women's league, of anything else. So uh, other professional Canadian players... This is meant for them as well. But right now it is mostly solely focused on the CanPL. But, you know, seeing seeing players, uh, seeing fans that are like very supportive of this and have been supportive of this sort of thing since the beginning and understanding that this is just the players, you know, leagues around the world, everyone's in a union um, of some sort, uh, give themselves uh, a unified voice. And then... You know, and that's what unions do. They exist to give the workers, and that's what the players are, a unified voice for any number of reasons. Um, on the other side, the very frustrating side has been the uh, what is it? If I see the yeah, if I see the phrase "tread lightly," one more time, I might throw things. Uh, telling the players to tread lightly, and that they're the recipients of philanthropy, and to you know. Just put their heads down and play and be grateful for what they have. Like, like, like billionaires didn't spend five off. fucking years figuring out how to, how to be generous. Like, fuck off. Are you fucking uh-huh. kidding me? And, and where in any of this have you, has, have, has there been a list of demands presented? Have you seen players going, you know, suddenly like against management in giant air quotes? Like, none of this has happened. And this reactionary um, way of looking at it, that unions are bad and that all their, all, yeah, what if someone else was, was like, oh, yeah, the money will come. Like, this is all about the money. It's not. It's to give them a voice. And what was the quote from Clanahan from Joshua Cloak's uh, interview with him back in the fall? Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, he was asking him about, you know, the potential formation of a of a union whether he thought the cpl players should uh should form a union and this is what he said and this is classic you know oh my god anyway the reality is if you have a good relationship with your management there's no need for a third party why is it a third party to get in between the two of you and create problems well there aren't where there aren't any problems if there is a problem then that's different but I would much rather speak for myself and be able to speak to open-minded people than I would have somebody else negotiate for me. And so that's how I look at it. I understand yeah. the need in some mm. areas for unions, but I don't believe it's needed if you have good dialogue and common goals and you work well together. That's the most important thing. Those are the most relevant, in my opinion. Oh, my fucking God. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm trying not if, to gag. If there's a problem, you need one. But, oh, okay, maybe you get one so that when problems arise, you're ready. I hmm? To prevent yeah. problems. To prevent problems yes. from what happened on Monday from happening. Yes. You know, a union would have been like, okay, maybe this, can you, you, this is something you need to pass through us first. And why is it a third party? Like, it's it's classic, it's classic, um, you know, demonizing of the function of a union. Third yeah, it's party, like the whole thing of oh, someone I, else speaking for you. Yeah, I, I love the workers, but it, it's these union fuckouts getting in the middle of things. Oh, yeah, the workers are great, but oh, these union people. Oh, I'm I, surprised yeah. they didn't uh, whip out the uh, "you'll make less money for your dues." 
Oh my God! Yeah, no, that's, that, I'm sure that's that coming. Not coming? Yet. I, just, I guess yeah. that's on the next page of the big book. Well, we haven't. Mean the league union. hasn't said anything yet, from what I've I've seen. Yeah, all these reactions have come from well, former league president Paul Barron, Jesus Christ, um, Kurt Larson, no surprise, mm. um, and 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 there have been certainly some fans that have. And some of them are just straight up trolls. But how dare um, anyone, if any of those people can point to a league that they enjoy, whose players are not currently unionized. Yeah. Except the Belarusian League, of course. Please, Obviously. please, please tell me how, which league you're spending your Saturdays watching. Because exactly. I, I, I'd love to see this, this non-unionized league. And including... how, that, how has that league suffered from mm -hmm. having that player's mm -hmm. union? But the argument um, is that, oh, the league is so new, they don't need a union yet. This is exactly when you need it. Get it in at the beginning so the relationship grows together. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and especially at a time like this. All right, at some point there's going to be decisions made. When do we start playing again? How do we start playing again? Blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. And you've already seen some of these kind of brainstorming about, all right, well, we'll just have one big camp with all the players just held here and play an empty stadium. So is, is that going to be, you know, if there's no union, why didn't the CPL announce, okay, everyone's just moving to like Nunavut for two months and we're going to play a game every two days for two months and that'll be the league. Hooray. Fucking Nunavut. Yeah. To, to be fair, I'd kind of like that though. <laughs> oh. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. But, you know, <laughs> I feel like the, the players should have some kind of input into however that might look when exactly. things come back. Exactly. And no, that's going to yeah. be easier via a union. Via they would hear a, none of it. By a spokesman, uh -huh. Mr. Uh -huh. Max L. De Young. Can, uh, I don't know. Get it? Max L. De Young? I, I yeah. thought that's yeah, what that's you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's yeah. what you were doing. That was good. No, uh, any, 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 I'm sorry, any take that thinks that the union, that a union is, is not the right answer is a moron and also has never had their job under threat. Like Exactly. It's never had so to work in an environment where they needed... Some sort where having a unified representation would have protected them or made their work, you know, made their job better, made their job safer, made yeah. their job less, you know, terrifying. Like, I, I, you know, I've worked in the service industry pretty much my entire life. I've never had a union. The main, the big company I worked for, whenever there were whispers of union, it was, you know, if you hear anything, you tell upper management and that never sat well with me. And at one point in time, I actually got asked to like, quote unquote, spy on another store, which I refused to do. Um, so that sort of thing is also very bad. And, you know, again, having retail workers with unions or fast food workers or whomever, like these are not bad things, considering they are generally the low end of wage earners. And don't have benefits or have really paltry benefits, all these things. And anyway, sorry, I could just go on all day and I apologize. That's okay. That. I, I recorded all of that to play at our next staff meeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Why don't you just give them the podcast link? We could use the, we could use the hits. We're recording this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't you see the red light? <laughs> um, Anyway, the, so on, so the union, and, and we'll see what happens in the coming days. Uh, the league will have to put forth some kind of response. Um, what's kind of cool, or I, I think is good, are, are the players involved in the union. 
Um, and there's a representative, there's representative from every uh, team in the CAMPL. And there's a good mix of veteran players um, and young players as well. So Marcel de Jong is the president. Uh, Marco Carducci, the Carducci, and Kyle Porter are the vice presidents. Uh, Tomium, oh God, Amobi, yes, uh, is the treasurer. And then the board members, I just like that there's just a general board member. So Dylan Carrero, uh, Jamar Dixon, Ben Fisk, Omar Cream, uh, friend of the podcast, David Monsalve, uh, Issy Nakajima Farron. Oh, there's going to be a sweet painting in their hall. And Roger Thompson. And, and this is, and you know what, it's such a, I think it's a really good balanced selection of players. Um, and one of the things that I do love on their site is that Issy is listed as unattached FC. Um, <laughs> it actually says that. Expansion so I, rumors. I yeah. think, you know, like that's a little bit of, a little bit of cheek from them, which I think is great. Um, but also a little bit of like, you know, a little dig. Um, but you've got some really globally experienced players, players who have played in a multitude of leagues in different situations. Seen some shit in different wage situations, in different benefit situations, all sorts of things. Um, and then you've got kids that are just starting their professional careers. Um, and you have this as this uh, really, I think, really important balance. Um, so I think, you know, this is, in terms of who's representing them, is fantastic. Um, and again, there's they, they've already been uh, endorsed by... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, FIFPRO. Um, it's the Global Players Union body overseer sort of thing. Um, so they've been working with them uh, as they've been doing this. And they, uh, you know, they've already reached out to the MLS Players Association and the, the Mexican Players Association. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're talking to their, their counterparts. Very good. Um, and it... Yeah, and everyone who's clutching pearls over this, um, like USL, I think almost immediately recognized and said, yep, sure, good, yep, Players Union, have at, good stuff. Uh, very quickly in their league's um, uh, existence. Uh, so it doesn't, this, 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 this rush to demonize it frustrates me so. And I'm just like, well done by the players. And the league should just do the right thing and recognize this and not rush to, to demonize them and open whatever line of dialogue needs opening. There's not much going on right now. How about an apology for not telling the players about their wage deferral and then move on from it? It doesn't even have to necessarily be a public one. It probably should be, but whatever. Maybe he couldn't find any open-minded people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the other actually really interesting things, if you go on, um, the PFA can, uh, website is one of their aims isn't just to help them negotiate their life within football, but their life outside of football and, um, you know, looking at, uh, education and looking at career paths and things that you do once your playing career is over. And, and I think that's, um, that's a really fantastic thing that they have that as an immediate part of who they are. Uh, so you don't have, you know, cause you, you see it all the time in every sport players whose careers end uh, suddenly or not so suddenly, but who are still 
lost and don't know where they're going at the end of that. And that's well, the, this that's is this is the great error in people in the demonization of the unions, where that it's all about the money. Exactly. Spe- speaking from a lot of experience, it's ma- the great majority of union time is spent on other issues such yeah. as conflict resolution, health and safety, professional development. Money and CBAs usually take up a very intense short period of time every three or four years. Yeah, it's a fraction. Yeah. So anyway, good on them. Hope hope that the league does the right thing and recognizes it and moves forward and everyone can have nice, open-minded conversations. <laughs> that does sound nice. Mm-hmm. It does. Maybe they can wait till May Day. Hey, coming up. You see, ignorance is bliss. Problem solved with just one kiss. Ignorance is bliss. Problem solved with just one kiss. All right, well, next up on the show, a little delve into MLS uh, and on a very similar topic, not union-based, but wage-based, uh, so paying staff in the North American football world. Um, we had talked previously about uh, the Minnesota Loons and their completely tone-deaf letter to stadium staff about, oh, we have to let you go, and oh, here's some places that are hiring. There you go, run free. And through much social media shaming uh, and uh, blowback from a number of avenues, uh, they finally saw the light and or saw the bad PR and came up with a, uh, a fund to pay for their staff uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, however, all is not sweetless and light in MLS teams. Uh, RSL. Uh, has decided uh, to furlough, um, what is it, like 60 staff or something like that, or 50 staff, with, you know, a promise, quote-unquote, currently of getting their jobs back, but with, like, zero help. Um, just, you're done. And the owner, Delo Hansen, the, 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 the billionaire, and he is a billionaire who is... What last year bought a dime for one point four million dollars. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's fun. Um, and it's again, it's it's this. Someone worked it out that if he were if they were to pay all of the staff for the next several months while this is you know hopefully being worked out and football comes back in some capacity, um, that it would cost. Like five hundred thousand dollars, you know, just mm. like that's that 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 that's that's the that's the investment right there. Um, so half of a dime, not even half of a dime, a third of a dime, um, a nickel? and perhaps uh, is two bits still a thing, or is that a nickel? Mm. It's a quarter. That's a quarter. Oh, I don't know. I don't know all the oldie timey coins. Um, but so you know, one bit is twelve and a half cents. Yeah, I think that so. That seems very odd. 
Um, so you have, you know, you have this really frustrating situation and, um, you know, players have offered to offset the wages and that's been refused, which I just, I, I still don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that there's like secret player Zoom meetings about how to get money into the hands of the staff. Um, and you see a lot of frustration from RSL fans in terms of how uh, Hansen is treating uh, the you know, the, the, the people who help support this team and put on matches day in, day out. Um, whether or not social media shaming will work in, in that uh, avenue as well, we can only wait and see. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, on the flip side, uh, Toronto FC have, or actually just Toronto FC, MLSE. And, and MLSE is, you know, the, the, the giant soulless corporation that owns our team and Same. much of the Toronto teams. Mm. And we... You know, we, we, we generally quite rightly and, and gleefully pile on them um, for the mm -hmm. many mercenary uh, giant Solus Corporation things that they do. Mm -hmm. But Sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. But in this case, they've done a good thing. And I, it's, it, it feels weird to say things like this. Um, so back when all of the COVID-19 stuff was just starting to happen and sports were being shuttered and just beginning to get to the, uh, we think everyone should stay home. Uh, MLSE announced the team Toronto fund. Um, that was meant, you know, so it's from the, the, the TFC and the Argonaut Argos and, uh, the Leafs and the Raptors, uh, and the Blue Jays, uh, had to support the people who work, in the stadiums, who do game day ops, who work in concessions, um, and, and you know, you know, to keep them afloat. And we weren't sure what that meant because the, the the release is very PR driven. And so uh, we reached out to Bill Manning, friend of the podcast, uh, and we did. Yes, yes, I remember doing that. Yeah. 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 Was it um, you, Tony? <laughs> it's, somebody's always reaching somebody on this show. Oh my God, stop it. Anyway, what the, the very welcome response to the query about are they being paid 100% was yes. The, the staff are being, you know, are getting their full salaries. And that, that is fantastic. And that is, you know, a, a real positive in what has been less than positive in a lot of the corporate world um, of late. So, you know, well done MLSE for looking mm -hmm. after your people. Yeah, we intrigued to see how long that all goes. I mean, I think it's probably easy to make that kind of commitment when you're thinking, bad, it's a month or a couple of months, but this is going to be a year or so. I mean, if they can keep it going the whole time, then yeah. Indeed, yeah. Be uh, very good if they can. All right. To to go back to the uh, the the real Salt Lake dude though, can't spell arsehole the British way without RSL. <laughs> so I've heard. That's grammar. It's it's just it's, it's just, just it's it's just spelling science, you know. Yeah. Spelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You win the B, Duncan. Hooray. Dave, the ex-con driving old trucks Don't give a flying fuck if you're sober or drunk Just move the hell over, punk, hurry up, go Dave threw a big gulp out the window There's a pair of testicles hanging off the back bumper Where's the dick? Sitting in the driver's seat, brother Dave, the 
out in the bathroom of some girl's house. When it came to, he was still in a daze. He said, what to do? I'm Pistol Dave. Dave the codeine freak with lower back pain Always knows a guy who knows a guy from back in the day Always like, hey, I knew your pops growing up Looks like the fart doesn't fall far from the butt Tell your mom to say what up Ask your nana how lesbians make love Alright, it is wins and losses time, yay! Uh, our weekly look at the, uh, the Belarusian Premier League And here to tell us all about the week that was in the BPL It's Mark Hinckley with this week's wins and losses Mark? Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. I'm going to plow your wheat. <laughs> Probably. Mm. Okay. Belarusian Vyshashaya League of Week 4 had a full slate of four of eight games, not just four, because <laughs> it's Week 4. Eight games over the long weekend, so let's just get right into it. Good Friday proved to be a decent Friday, as Nimon Grodno... Young old men. We're at home to Belshina. <laughs> the Rock Chewers. Oh, <laughs> dental plan. So, forty-first minute. What? Uh, midfielder uh, Kadamian stroked a free kick from twenty yards out over the wall and tucked into the near post to give the visitors the lead. Fifteen minutes after the restart, Koval gets his foot at the end of a big cross to tap it in past Dudar to tie it all up, and this game's this game ends in a one-all draw. Here's Belshina Gafford Edward Gradobev to sum up his team's performance. While many feel this result is not at the same level of rubbish witnessed last week, I, for one, prefer to differ. Many times in the world-renowned city of Belshina, particularly during the Dank Month, the great sanitation men adjust the tri-weekly pickup to once every 20 days. Despite this mandate from our benevolent Belarusian leadership, it fails to remove the dank. This match was the dank rubbish, whose odor remains stuck to the roof of your mouth. Rubbish that, despite the valor of our refuse worker and his horse and cart, remains on the ground in one of the great city of Belshina's two beautiful metropolitan parks, the Great Eagle of the Urals Park and former cemetery gardens. Rubbish remains. Even when one or two try to make it better, rubbish remains. The rubbish no one wants to deal with. Your Uncle Vlada's well-used underpants. The half-empty jar of pickled muskrat. Your marriage certificate. A VHS copy of Kickboxer 2. The child you have in secret with the local cafe waitress. Civil liberties. Nothing a man from the great city of Belshina would ever desire. This match is stuck to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> what a dark person! <laughs> oh my God. Again, Belarusians, the, the poetry. I, wow. Wow. <sighs> it's amazing to find out that he does this every week. It's a, it's maybe a maybe it's just being lost in translation. It might be a lot more simple. I'm hoping I'm hoping so, but I mean, wow. Anyway, fantastic. Saturday had three games in the docket. Uh, we start with Slutsk. Faint odor, boys. And Vitesk. Skull fracture army. Ended in a one-all draw where Julio Cesar, no, not that one, played the full oh. ninety. Uh, next we hey. had Torpedo Belaz. The military deserters. Hosted top of the table energetic BGU. The battery lickers. 
Cacheterian mm. gets on the end of a nice low cutback. Uh, Gabriel Ramos cross to pot in from eight yards out to put Torpedo up by one. Twelve minutes later, Gabriel Ramos chips a lovely shot from 20 yards out to beat the keeper. 2-0 to the host and serving energetic BGU's first loss of the season. Mm. Here's Brazilian Gabriel Ramos on his goal and assist performance today. I was very happy to score a goal for my team and to help win against such difficult opposition. The only thing that takes from my joy is that my teammates will not dance the samba in celebration. In my country, we always dance the samba in celebration. I have offered to teach them, but they wish to dance the bulba. They say that is their traditional dance of celebration. It is not the samba. There is much flailing. It's true. That I'm sorry, it's it's the vova? Bulba. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's like yeah, Brazilian vova. You'd think they'd be right in there, but... No. Yeah. Bulba, okay. Lastly on Saturday, Gorodea. The Contortionists. Host Dinamo Minsk. The Beige and Beige. In a match that one VMP panelist called really fucked my parlay bet really fucking early. <laughs> a 14th minute penalty conversion by Arkipov after being hauled down by Dom fucking Dinga a few minutes earlier <laughs> gave the host the lead, which ended up being the only goal hitting Gorodea the 1 0 victory and really fucked my parlay bet really fucking early. Huh. Who knew it was me? <laughs> How many of these games did you bet on altogether? Um, I think I did four, four or okay. five matches, but that was the first fucking match on the bet. <laughs> None of these games overlap. So, like, eh, why not? Well, there's the answer why. <laughs> uh, Easter Sunday gave us a triumvirate of matches, starting with FK Minsk. The Accusers. And Giants Bate Borisov. The Trapped Miners. 26-minute Stanislav Dungeon Dragon got on the end of a cheeky pass, wide open to the box with the keeper caught out and buried it to give the visitors a 1-0 lead. 34th minute. Woo! Soroka gets sliding in on the ground to get to the end of a low bouncing cross. 2-0 up. Nikajic appears to have scored off of a corner. Lianov bundles the ball into the back of the net. 3-0 to Bate, and that's how it ends. Next up, Smolovichi STI. The Boogeyman. And Shekhtyar. Eleven men in fight. Had a pile of cards, but not a lot of chances. Kind of nothing really happened. Ended the scoreless draw. Lastly, mm. defending champions Dinamo Brest. The Wife Swappers. Hosted Islock. The Child Hushers. Visitors opens. What? <laughs> The visitors open the scoring. Kids need to be hushed sometimes, Sometimes Mark. they do, but that just seems... Yeah. Uh, Kemerovsky hammers a home a shot at the top of the box through traffic, put up Islak uh, up by one. Uh, first half injury time. Slavitsky free kick over the wall, forcing the keeper to palm it to the crossbar. But the 6'4 Cameroonian defender Gabby Kiki unmarked heads the loose ball into the empty net for his second of the season. Malevsky in the 77th puts the champs up by one with a bit of, with a six yard bit of box of pinball action that went on eventually finding the back of the net 94th minute seemingly weak penalty shout puts the game away as Slavisky converts it from the spot 3-1 it finishes 
Afterwards, Kiki spoke about his current goal tear and dream of being the first defender to win the golden boot in a major footballing league. Hey, it's me, the Kiki. People say, hey, the Kiki, you are the greatest defender going forward of all time. Why did you choose to play in the Belarus? The Kiki says, anyone can play in the England, the Italy or the Spain, but that's too easy. Only a mountain lion from Cameroon, like the Kiki, can play in the Belarus. Like the Kiki, only the Belarus League survives. Wow. Fierce. Wow. Fierce. Wow. Yes. <laughs> uh, Easter Monday had two matches. Uh, Slavia. The Burnt Room. Hosted Rookbreast. The Ferns. Which ended in a scoreless draw. Uh, actually, no, sorry. My bad. That was the only match. I can't read. Uh, so, the table has <laughs> Torpedo and Energetic tied at nine points each after four games. Uh, Smolovici SCI and Lowly possibly trash Belshina at the foot, each with one point, both of which getting mm. their first point of the season. Rubbish. Yeah, Yakshabov is still leading the Golden Whoa. Boot at three goals with 13 players tied at two. Yeah, it's that it's wow. that tight. It's, it's so, so even. Tight. So tight. Uh, link to the highlight video uh, of this week's uh, games in the show notes. Uh, it also appears that all games are available on YouTube, including live matches as they happen this coming week, and they can all be found on the Belarusian Football Federation channel. Um, games uh, start. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and Sunday. I think there's, yeah, four days worth. So, Rato Usudlia Piramo e Proili Sou Naretem Tidit. God, that sucks yes. to say. That sucks to say. Nazada Vas, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I'll peel your potatoes. Probably. Also. So sexy. <laughs> Belarus. Oh. They're robot. They're robust people. Oh yes, like yes. Filthy. Musk, musky. Yes, <laughs> musky is the right word. Is that filthy? Last up on our show, uh, it's TFC Talk, and we've got a couple things uh, to end the show with. First up, it's another Patreon request. Uh, We're going back, way back to 2007, to the man that ate all the pies. It's Colin Samuel. And did the police ever find the pie trays? I think he did a really good job of recycling them through... uh, uh, the Pie Man and Simple Simon. So. I'm just, I'm just. Anyway, always speculated. Yeah. Um. And none of us have like massive memories of Colin Samuel, other than the enduring pie joke, which is fabulous. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's 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 
many, many years later and it's still going strong. So I do appreciate that. My strongest memory of him is scoring in the final match of the 2007 season, uh, being one of the two goal scorers in that match that allowed them to tie the game, which meant they didn't lose the last game of the season, which was great. It felt like a victory. And then we all baited the pitch. So like, that's, that's my Colin Samuel memory other than who is this guy? Why is he here so, again? He's like the, the 2007 version of Hercules Gomez, like scoring that one goal before Javinko and we made the playoffs and hooray. Yeah, but Hercules Gomez at least had a pedigree coming in. Yeah. He's, you know, like... Hercules Colin Gomez Samuel had, had a pedigree. How, where do you think he got here? Yeah. Does, by playing. He was lighting he was, up the Scottish leagues, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, He's one of the most successful Trinidadian footballers to play in Scotland. Mm. Definitely for Falkirk. Oh, dear. And one of the rarities in football, Colin with two L's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is, you got me there. That one's true. Mm. But uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't have a lot of, probably the if there's a fond memory, it was, hey, we're, we've signed a guy that has a resume and could help. Like that was legit my response to it. It's like <laughs> I think I've heard of him. You know, when when things were looking pretty pretty grim, and and then he when he left, it's like oh, okay he then. He has like, left. I, yeah, I had I my my emotional attachment to this guy, aside from pie jokes, which were chock full of steak and kidney, uh, were just okay then. I mean, you're a striker. You, you, you should score more than three goals and yeah it, it it was underwhelming but then again i also had a lot of you know i tempered my expectations with hey this is an expansion team a lot of these guys aren't that good together yeah. it looks like and this is going to take place all season long so as much as as much as i'd like to look at his numbers and go uh yeah he wasn't that good he also was surrounded by a bunch of players who were also uh not that good too so Hey, say say one thing for him versus uh, that first year team. He was one of the few, maybe the only, on that team who scored a goal in the UEFA Cup. Ooh, uh-huh. Ooh. that's a good call. Yeah, well with well with Dundee, who qualified by losing against Celtic in the Scottish Cup. He's in the, one of the opening <laughs> rounds. They pl- they played Finnish team Maipa. Ooh, and he scored and he scored a goal. Did they win? Your pa. Huh? It's not your paw, it's my paw. Oh. Did, did, did he win? I don't have that on hand right now, uh, I think. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, they didn't go on to win the Wafer Cup, I can tell you that much. No, no, no. Still, that is saying a lot. Didn't even make the final like Dundee United back in the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it? Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those players where I'm just, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, that guy. It's like, oh right, Colin Samuel played for us for a year. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's my focus. That's my memory of Colin Samuel. <laughs> yes. Well, I think the great thing about him is is that first year kit was particularly satiny. It yes, quite and a it really sheen did to not it. Flatter him. Really clung to his late career belly. <laughs> Although I shouldn't say late uh, career. Toronto was, like was, was was less than halfway through his career, which yeah, is pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. He, he followed up with St. Johnstone, Luton Town, Arbroath, East Fife, Sauchi, Guaya United, and then the Mapau Stars. 
that that's a resume right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a full. That's uh, and the the map house stars nickname, by the way, the Casino Boys. Oh. Yeah. No, now I've heard you make up names, but that one's pretty amazing. <laughs> that one is that one is hundred percent true. <laughs> and they crashed out to my paw. My paw they they play in the annual mm. My Paw Ma Pow Derby. There was a they 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 got a away draw scoreless, home draw two all, my paw advances on Oh Eagles. Wow. Yeah. Well then. I feel like his like his, you know, he because the last three teams he was signed to shows you know doesn't show any appearances at all like he was just signed to the team he never played a minute for them like uh playing in playing in uh for st johnston that was his last sort of real hurrah like east fife sure he got <gasps> a few appearances got a few goals but at least when he was How dare after you. he left after he left tfc but like that was a meaningful meaningful like time for that particular club uh battling uh to get promotion back to the scottish premier league um being part of that that sort of thing so at least you know there was he went from the the not greatness that was tfc to at least something that had you know some joy and some light to it so that's good but yeah the last several years of his career was just comedy value yeah looks like it Mm. So. Why are we saying that he went home to his his uh, domestic country to play, finish his career in domestic leagues? Nothing wrong with that. No, nope. quite right, Tony. Help, quite help, right. help train up the the the, the casino boys. Yeah. The casino boys, the young generation. Yeah. The next Soka Warriors. What what did they call themselves? Sure. Soka, Soka boys. Yeah. Hey, he had twenty four uh, appearances with the national team. Can't yeah. sniff at that. Mm-hmm. Did, did did he score any goals for them? Um, five. 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 Okay. More than he had with Toronto C. Yeah. Yes, there you go. And in fewer appearances. Um, so there you go. There's Colin Samuel. We literally hardly knew ye, but thank you for the joke. People say he still lives under the food building. <laughs> That's why the pie stand behind 226 uh, had to get taken away. Mm. They were losing inventory constantly. All right, last up on this week's show uh, is who's in your TFC quarantine house? That's right. Pick five players and or coaches from Toronto FC's history for your ultimate quarantine house. Wait, then, I thought it was I thought it was people associated with Toronto FC, not just limited to players and coaches, is it? Uh... Whatever. Well, I thought it was only. I well, it was I'm only not going to pick Olaf Melberg if that's where you're going with it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But, um, but yeah, I, you you just really want to have Tom Anselmi in there, don't you? I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> okay. All right, Tony can go first. Right, can I? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait, uh-huh. wait, are you done the explanation, Kristen? Basically, and okay. you're also gonna get you're gonna get a, someone assigned to you from your fellow fellow panelists. So. All right. Okay, I'll start off with uh, because someone needs to be in charge, and they'll bring all the cans. John Carver. Mm, okay. Fair. Fair. Okay. Julian B. Guzman, not Doug Guzman. Julian B. Guzman. Uh huh. Be- because I want the house kitted out top notch. Fuck yeah. Yep. Uh, Julio Cesar, because sometimes in a quarantine we just need a good cry. <laughs> Rivas Hiskanovich mm. for back rubs and back someone rubs, needs to do yeah. the housework 
Yes. And my final one, this is was like TFC associated, so maybe it'll be ruled outside, but Tony Pepperoni. <laughs> because unlimited <laughs> unlimited pizza. Unlimited I'll allow pizza. it. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just just so you know, Tony, um, I did have – I was going to assign you a Scanovich quotes for stress levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I will I will bestow upon your your house your good friend, Rohan Ricketts. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, that's going to get weird though. Oh, oh man. God, that would be annoying. That would get annoying yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well. We'll just sit him with uh, Rivas and they can duke it out. Yeah. Kristen, who are you going to put in his house? Um, I was going to... Who was I going to put in his house? Hold on. Where are my notes here? Excuse me. Scrolling, scrolling. Duncan, who are you going to put in his house? Into, uh, into Tony's house. Okay, yes. I didn't realize we were doing this for everyone, but uh, okay. Um, I... Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give Tony Lauren Robert. Oh. Uh, Good. Oh well, at least John Carver's there. <laughs> yes, they'll get on just fine. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Lombardo. Nice. <laughs> I wonder if he'll get there in time before they shut the giant doors. Though the bus service just isn't very good lately. <laughs> he still has his bike, though. Oh. Oh, that's nice. And you know he'll be useful in getting you a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, so that means I don't have to bring Gabe Gala. No, exactly. <laughs> All right, Duncan. Um, okay, I was uh, going to start off with uh, let's go with a bit of a party house here. So uh, going to get uh, Terry Dunfield. Uh, oh Dan- yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Danny Kuvermans and uh, Josie Altenor. How many wait? How many versions of Settlers of Catan do you have for for Kuvermans <laughs> and Dunfield though? Because I feel like they're going to need the expansion pack. I'm sure we we can we can stock those up. Okay. Work. Um, but then aside from that, you also there's going to be a lot of time, so you need someone who's good at like wasting time. So Armando Cooper, <laughs> and then also you you don't want to have an argument about who's going to be in the basement. You want someone who's going to accept that right away. So Amadou Sanyang. Just to make sure we get upstairs rooms. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. In the summer, if you ain't got air conditioning in the summertime, you're a fool. I'm just saying. Yeah. Exactly. Those guys, he's, he's going to be like, pay up, bitches. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I'm. I'm D Row. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. D- I, I'll get, you know what you can you can give him original D roll. I will give him late stage career. D- <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> accepted. <laughs> this does uh, bring me back. Once we've all gone through this, uh, let's just go back to D row. Kristen, Kristen, can you give him retired D row who shows well, up anyway? Yeah, yeah, trophy yeah, celebration like, D row, motivational D row, metro star, star D row. <laughs> We had a trophy celebrator Dero, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, I, I, I particularly liked him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, that's amazing. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go next, I think. All right. Go so, uh, Nick Sulzma, because yep. nice. you, yeah. you need the party aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Eckersley to supply us with 
Oh, vegan, eat, vegan eats. Yeah, he's yeah. a very, very practical. Uh, Good in the garden. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he can like make things if we need them to. Uh, Benoit Cheru, because mm. you know, class up the joint plus wine. smokes yeah. and smokes. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Kanopka, because he can just lift things up and build them for us. Nice, nice. Trademark yeah. caveman style. Um, and then. Uh, just because we need someone who can stand behind a, a wall that's raining, uh, Damien Perkis. Mm. Uh-huh. If, if he gives us any lip, you know, you just throw him in the shower. He's totally happy for hours at a time. The rest of us can uh, just, you know, hang out on our own without him. Okay. okay. Uh, I am going to give uh, Kristen's house uh, Carlos Ruiz. I think she would enjoy his antics. Fair. Mm. Mm. I'm going to bestow upon you Spurs legend Jermaine Defoe. Oh, <laughs> I'll just ask him if he likes Drake a lot, and that won't that'll go really well. Yeah, never, and I, never ever introduce him to Drake though. No. And I'll offer you up feminist icon Subasa Endo. Good luck with that, Kristen. I knew that. Was, I, you know, no, no, no. He'll be so happy that Benoit Cheru is there that I will just, you know, yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, that's true. It'll be fine. That's All right, true. Marcus, who's All in right. your quarantine house? So uh, the, the perils of going last there will obviously be overlap. Um, Danny Coverman's uh, for his uh, gaming. Yeah, yes. Really is what it yes. is. Good times. Uh, uh, because I want to rekindle our friendship, Benoit Cheru. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, uh, let's see. I, 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 I got. I went with Greg Vanny just because I figure if anybody can deal really? with a bunch new of company, people, man. Yeah. No. Wow. I, I just. I I kind of feel like uh, you know his his understated approaches can can kind of keep the house in line somehow because uh, wow. all the other previous coaches really couldn't. Um, Ali Gerba, just because I want to see him alive. I just don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I just want to know that he's okay. I, I, I had plenty of time for him. Unfortunately, the coaches didn't. And uh, and just because um, Hercules Gomez, he's probably hilarious. Well, he is hilarious. So, yeah, that's uh, that's. And think of five. the stories. Think of the stories. That's what I mean, like... Like I like I want to hear him talk about him be you know pulling that heel shit when when Mexico Celtic came to Toronto though, and he was just completely egging the crowd. I'm like, oh, can't hate you anymore. So anyway, yeah. All right. Well, Mark, I bequeath you uh, Dominic Duro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Pizza. All right. <laughs> yes. Pizza uh... air. Have fun with that. He will be, you know what though? He'll be in all of your houses before the end of the quarantine. So it's fine. Hey, yo. Uh, I give Mac Julian de Guzman just because to confuse the fuck out of him, he'll be off going around the house doing little things here or there. Mac's going to have no clue. Is this valuable? I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the guy that every ten minutes goes. You know what? We need to declutter. I'm like, fucking for what? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this house? Good point. I like it. Mm-hmm. Your house doesn't seem strangely uncomfortable enough, so I'll give you Matt Gold. <laughs> oh my god, Matt Gold. What? What did, what did Demetrius Omfroy do to you? Come on. <laughs> 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 ah, wow. Matt, Matt Gold. Matt Gold just, you know, seemed like he would like show up and sell you sell you a Bible. 
We've said his name more times in this episode than the other 300 episodes before. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more to make Matt sure that's never Matt, Matt Gold. Gold. It'll never, it'll never get better than this. <laughs> wow. Excellent. What a no, wonderful we... exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To go back to, to Dwayne D. Rosario, there, uh, one thing I was trying to pull up is just what could be the most annoying fucking house you could go. Dero would obviously be in there. Uh, Michael Bradley as well. And then sort of Precky. And I'm not sure who all the other people would be, but you know, there's just a house full of people that are just fucking constantly on you. It's like sociopathically, oh, you have to be better. You have to be better. And, uh, mm. you know, I don't no, know who, who the other people uh, in there would be. Like who, who are giving those kind of like live, love, laugh kind of like speeches to you all the time? Fuck yeah, they're the super motivational. Uh, oh, yeah, we've got to be our best selves. Mm. Let, let's, let's learn a language oh, and let's yeah, do this was... or this or this. Jumal's mm. fun. Jumal's, is, yeah. I yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm looking for really fucking annoying types that you'd want to punch to, to make the, the worst possible house. Mm. I could only get as far as three. Um, hmm. Do you just want to have Nick LaBrocca for the hell of it? Oh, sure. Legal <laughs> advice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't worry. Jake, Jacob Peterson. So oh, yeah, yeah. 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 What, about, no. what about Darren O'D? <laughs> I almost, I almost he's, put him he's, in Duncan's house. too hapless, really. He's mm. too hapless for the whole mm. thing. What about a house of all guys who want to leave? So, Hunter, Free, Hunter Freeman. Yeah, Hunter uh, Freeman, Connor Casey, um, uh, Carlos Ruiz. Uh, Eskandarian. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> yeah. uh, the house of the flailing arms. So, Stephen Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Mar- Martin Sarage. Um, wow. Jacob Damien. Peterson goes in there as well. If you ever kind of, if you watch him run, he's, he's got a very weird running style. Yes. So uh, kind of all over da- the place. Damien Perkis as well. Mm. Uh, sure. Andy yep. Iroh. <laughs> oh. Why not? Yeah, sure. Seems plausible. Alex that Bono. House, that, that house is on fire. Alex Bono, Bono. yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a keeper. That would be correct. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, this all is right. quite, a, quite, quite a neighborhood. Yes, yes. We need a we need a like just a, a shit house as well. I mean, Carlos Ruiz, good start. Armando Cooper. Armando Cooper. Um, you know, Joe Bendix in there just because he's going to get so pissed off. He's going to be the one going around just picking people up and trying to stop the shit housery. So you know, you need uh, somebody in there to for all these people to annoy. Mm. Uh, well, but, uh, then Seba should be in there. Yes, yeah. agreed. Agreed. For Armando Guevara on that list. Oh, I think, Sarah, think there is. Yeah, does Eric Castley move in? What's up? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> he just seems like a. Tra- uh, yeah, I feel like we've uh, gone too far, Tony. Too far. The mm. so Mikhail Yurasovsky. He, he certainly looks the part. I can mm. fully remember exactly how he played, but he was probably a, an annoying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> how about Jared Smith? That annoying Kiwi. Uh, uh, the uh, worst. No Brocky, that's for sure. Uh, John Bostock clearly has to be in there somewhere. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll just we'll just do the ego house. So Bostock, Dero. Oh Shipsa. Jesus! You, you you need a second wing. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Johnson. <laughs> Mo Johnson. Yeah, he has a floor. <laughs> house is named after him. Oh dear. Clement Seaman in for some reason. <laughs> Jermaine Defoe again. <laughs> yes, 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 twice. Yes, exactly. Yes. He has a hyperloop, which takes him to a bunch of houses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them's his mum's house. One yeah. of them's his yeah, house. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. That's only yeah. fair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, dear lords. Okay, so uh, send us your TFC quarantine houses. Uh, we're curious to see what people choose. And maybe we will continue this discussion out there on the Twitterverse. Uh, but that is our show for this week. No, I'm serious, it is. And uh, join us next week when we will we'll see. We've got some more union, union chat. Uh, talk about what's happening in CONCACAF and the World Cup qualifying for the men. Um, whatever else happens to occur. All right. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel uh, out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Uh, out there on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Tony Walsh. I got to go first like once. <laughs> yeah. I confused Duncan so much that I just couldn't do it. So I only have one joke here, Tony. <laughs> you stole it from me. Let him have it. <laughs> Fine. Come on. Wizzle wazzle. Um, yes. Yes. Bringing it back. Uh, out there on the interwebs at Kitner and Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. A uh, friend of the podcast and fellow Jersey head, budding archivist. Christian has launched a Canadian Soccer League historical site. You can visit at www.csl1987.ca. Plenty of old kits, plenty of stats, stories, and he's still working on building the whole thing, but it looks fantastic. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but check it out if you want to go down memory lane. Who is how this much, guy on Twitter? How much this, this, oh, he's, this all sounds vaguely familiar, yeah, um, but... Christian, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he doesn't. A, he doesn't really doesn't go by his his uh, his first name typically uh, on his Christian on name on the Twitter. S W V no S V W O M Y T F C. Okay, yeah, I say that okay, old, yeah. That old CP. Yeah. Oh, that old CP. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, how many how many pages on Kitchener Spirit are there so far? Um, at least one. But sweet, uh, I'm in. I'm in. That's yeah. all I needed. He's even got some London laser stuff. It's pretty good. Sweet. And the guy's literally building. Uh, he's building a museum. It's like it's amazing. He the kits he's got is staggering. So, but check it out. All right. Well, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KJ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.
Twice as many games. Twice as many goals. Twice as many leagues. Twice as many trophies. Twice as many stats. Thanks, Martin. Twice as many hosts. Twice as many panelists. Twice as many shows. Twice as many power rankings. Two soccer. Twice as good.